0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master
1: Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show for... November 30th, 2022, the year is almost over already, just a few more shows to go, plenty of Xbox stuff to talk about in the meantime, this is episode 572, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, to my left, the opposite side of the screen for you is Stella Chung, hello, <laughs> hi, uh, Destin Legary down in Los Angeles, how are you? Damn, I'm doing great, Ryan. <laughs> Miranda Sanchez, piping in from hi. San Francisco. Good morning.
2: Yes, good morning. Um, unfortunately, I have a sick kitty, so I am staying home to watch her, but I'll be back in the office hopefully next week with all of y'all.
1: No worries. We uh, appreciate you being here, no matter whether it's. Uh... The, the 2D version or the 3D version of Miranda? We'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take either one. Well, coming up later in the podcast, we have an interview with Jake Solomon. He is the creative director of Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is out this week. We just recorded that. Spoiler, it was a really fun 20-minute conversation, so stay tuned for that later in the podcast. A couple of housekeeping notes. First, our IGN.com slash rewards Website is live. It's the revamp of our IGN Prime program. There is a free tier where you just sign up, IGN.com slash rewards, and you will get free perks, some uh, useful things, discounts, those kinds of things. And then uh, we've also got a paid tier, which is coming to the end of the promotional period. So for a little bit while longer, if you'd like to support IGN and get stuff like free games and even more perks you can go again IGN.com rewards and it is $29.99 for one year of IGN Plus that's just $2.50 a month so check that out if you are interested meanwhile the Game Awards is coming up Next week, I think maybe next week. So I actually, I'll be flying down to the Game Awards. I will not be here. Miranda is just hearing this now, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't get a chance to connect beforehand. Okay. So uh, maybe you guys will do a Game Awards prediction show. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be what I would do if I were if I were here next week, but I won't be. So it'll be up to you guys with what you want to do, but. Uh, We are going to be airing the Game Awards live here on IGN, including our own pre- and post-show. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be December 8th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Of course, there will be new trailers, reveals, announcements, world premieres, award winners. Tune in to IGN for both the show and that exclusive pre- and post-show. Let's get to some news before we go talk to Jake Solomon about Marvel's Midnight Suns. And I want to start with an interview that Todd Howard did with Lex Friedman. He is a a well-known YouTube interviewer. Uh, He doesn't always have game people on, but he had Todd Howard on because he's a big Elder Scrolls fan as you, as you'll come to learn if you check out the interview. And uh, Lex got Todd to talk a little bit about the Indiana Jones game that Todd is executive producing that Machine Games, makers of Wolfenstein, is doing the actual development on. So Todd, uh, he commented on which genre the game is. Like, a, Lex asked, well, what is this Indiana Jones game? It's a It's got to be a character game, right? And, and Todd said, well, sure. But he says, quote, I will s- just say it's a mashup. It's unique. It isn't one thing intentionally. So it does a lot of different things that myself and the folks at Machine Games have wanted to do in a game. So it's a unique thing. Now, we've been wondering about this game since it was announced because, as we've talked about here before, Machine Games, their entire history is first-person games. And would they make a first-person Indiana Jones game? You'd think probably not, but sounds like... That could be on the table if, if uh, this is going to dabble in a lot of different things. Miranda, I'm going to go to you first. What When you hear that quote from Todd about it being a mashup and a bunch of different things, what comes to mind for this Indiana Jones project?
2: I feel like they're trying to just be especially elusive here to not give a lot of information, but also still give an answer. I think the clean cut answer is just going to be, it's an action-adventure game, which makes most sense, but... Um, probably peppered in with different sequences of different genres. So for instance, we're gonna have puzzles, which are also an action adventure games, but you know, there are a whole genre for puzzle games um, and other moments. So I think that's really what it's gonna end up being. And they're just trying to say we don't wanna like lump ourselves into one idea of what this game could be. So we're just gonna give a non-answer.
1: Stella, your thoughts?
2: That's actually kind of where I was going to go, too. I
3: was like, I don't think it's as wild as people think it's going to be like, oh, it's not going to be like on-the-rails arcade game, you know? But um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a big mashup of things, like puzzles. I mean, I'm playing through God of War Ragnarok right now, so I feel like it might be a mix of that. Um, I, I feel like it'll still be first-person.
1: You think so? Okay, because this is... I'm glad yeah. you're going... I'm glad you're it's... you're putting your flag in the ground on this. Yeah. Because it's... it. it <laughs> I would be fascinated by yeah. a first-person Indiana Jones game.
3: I think it'd be kind of cool. But I also would understand if they went third-person, because you want to see Indiana Jones, right? But I don't know. I am I feel like we've gotten so many third-person, like Tomb Raider, uh, Uncharted. I'm like, you know, first-person would be kind of fun. I think that'd be kind of cool.
1: Uh, Destin,
0: your thoughts here. Well, I, I think they go third-person at the end of the day. I think that's mm-hmm. the, the best way to have Indy in the scene otherwise like why have the license if you're not even going to show the character really right and uh I always thought it would just translate really well into an Uncharted type game I think Uncharted was sort of based off the Indiana Jones idea anyway so um I I would love to see something similar to that but they said they're doing something uh unique um I'm curious what that means and what they have wanted to do in a game it's a very non-answer, PR answer, PR-trained answer. So it's hard to dive into it. But for me, what I would want, third person, a lot like Uncharted, because Uncharted's kind of done right now. There's no Uncharted stuff. So is Tomb Raider in the pipeline. Mm. Yeah, and Tomb Raider's kind of not doing anything at the moment. So it's a really, really good window for them to uh, experiment and try something new. Yep.
2: Do you think what... They're, sorry, really quickly, um, do you think what they, they're getting with the experimental weird different is how they're going to do combat specifically because like Indiana Jones, I don't think about him going in guns blazing. Yeah. So well, I think that's maybe where it'll come from.
0: Yeah, that would be. that's a really interesting thought because the way Indy handles situations are like you see the guy with the knives, he comes out and he just shoots him like he solves problems. <laughs> with the easiest, uh, the path of least resistance, right? And that's something really interesting about the Indiana Jones character. So I I would love to see something like that in how they design the
1: game. Yeah, he is a professor at the end of the day, not a military-trained sniper, right? (laughs) But uh, I want to come back to, Stella, what you were saying about the perspective, about first person, third person. Based on what Todd's saying here, and I actually respectfully disagree with Destin. I think this is not a PR... Todd is not really a, a PR-trained... He's not one to spew just the PR points. I mean, he knows... He, know, he knows how to give a non Yeah, though. he knows what, what he wants <laughs> yeah. to say and what not yeah. to say. But uh, Stella, I th- I actually think, just based on him saying, oh, it's a bunch of different stuff, I think there are going to be both third-person parts uh-huh. and mm-hmm. first-person parts in this game, given Machine Games' history and and expertise in first-person stuff, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of vehicle, whether it's motorcycle, car, like, like a vehicle section that might be first-person, and then obviously the, okay. you know, the, the, like, third-person platforming slash, uh, you know, mm-hmm. cave arche- archaeology site exp- expedition stuff could be third-person. So I, I could see it bouncing around between third and first-person, but I just... I, I really still I just want to see what this game is because the other thing that Todd said in the interview is that he had originally pitched this idea to Lucas uh 10 over 10 years ago. Oh wow. But they were busy with Skyrim at the time, and they also Lucas Arts wasn't really licensing externally at that point. And that he said he you know that he came back and met with them again and pitched the same idea. So this is an idea that Todd's had in his head for over a decade, and now I'm really curious what that idea is and what that game is going to be. So, yeah, I'm sure there are going to be... Oh, now, see, (laughs) this is why Red is so good at what he does, our super producer Red. If you're watching us on video, we are watching uh, some gameplay from the Lucasfilm, old-school Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones point-and-click adventure game, which uh, I confess, I actually never played these. I, I I jumped in. I played came, this. These came before Monkey Island, oh, wow. as I recall, um, and Monkey Island was my entry point into LucasArts adventure games. But this is making me want to go play those Indiana Jones games. But anyway, I I, uh, I played this actually. I was I
0: just recognized it. Wow.
1: Yeah, this That's is very the old game, the Scum Engine at work. Scumm uh, that Ron Gilbert wrote. But anyway, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll just be cool to have a a triple-A Indiana Jones game. like We haven't had one. The last, the last indie game, uh, or at least triple-A one, was by The Collective, which I think is a developer that either... I can't remember if they changed names or if they don't exist anymore, but it was an excellent game back in the original Xbox era. That's how long ago it was. So it's, it's a few generations ago at this point. Um, and I wonder... I, maybe, we'll, maybe we get a trailer for this at the Game Awards. Right, That'd be like, really nice. I mean, Todd,
2: cool.
1: Xbox has been to the Game Awards. You know that they seem to be making a more concerted effort to show stuff at the Game Awards. I mean, Todd Howard gave the release date for Skyrim back in 2010 for the 11 11 11 release date at the Game Awards. So I could see the first gameplay trailer for indie showing up at the Game Awards, and I would love to see that. You're probably all aware of the Callisto Protocol, the survival horror game coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC platforms this Friday, December 2nd. And if you want to delve into this universe early, you should check out Helix Station. It is a Callisto Protocol narrative companion podcast that stars Gwendolyn Christie and Michael Ironside. IGN is publishing and distributing Helix Station in partnership with Striking Distance Studios. In episode four, all hell officially broke loose. Percy and company are on the run from vicious alien creatures, and one of her companions is in dire need of medical attention. Here's a tease of the horrors lying in wait in episode five.
3: I did what you said, please let them go. Carol was strapping explosives to the carpenter drive. We're all about to become legends. Carol Keller, step away from the drive. It's all over. (laughs) This is what UJC sent after me? An errand girl? Are you ready for martyrdom? Please, put the gun down. She's got them chained to the reactor. She'll kill them. Carol, you're not listening. It's simple. Back up or I shoot. Trust me, I don't miss. Shoot me and the kids go BOOM! Please! Carol, what are you doing? The faith keeping. Carol, spit that key out of your mouth! The lunatic swallowed the key. That was dumb, Carol. Real dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure it's going to be tough to get those kids' handcuffs off now. <laughs> Why are you doing all this, Carol? No one cares about the all of a station. Earth was our one true
3: home. And what did we do? We killed her! I'm not going to ask you again. Step away from the drive. We
1: have a responsibility. Life comes and goes. The nature of things.
0: Well, that's what lives forever. The past. The
3: messages sent from the present to the future and and to send a message to do is push this
0: little Ah! two lines everyone please line up in an orderly fashion
1: that was a sample of episode 5 of helix station a callisto protocol companion podcast leading up to the release of the game this friday december 2nd all episodes are now out find them wherever you get your podcasts alright next up this week this, this can probably be quick because this is... Yeah, you know, I hope if it's the next story, it better be quick.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, Xbox Games with Gold. I mean, you know, it's our job to inform you, and maybe if we're lucky, entertain you as well. This this definitely <laughs> falls under the inform category. Xbox Games with Gold for December have been revealed. Let me, uh, let me unfurl the, the list of the games this month, and we'll see if we have time to get through them all. <clears throat> Ready? Game number 1. Colt Canyon. Colt Canyon. That's yeah, that's the video game. I'm yep. yeah. It's great. If if you've heard of this game, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I have no idea if it's good or bad, but uh Colt Canyon it will be available starting December 1st, Randy. which is tomorrow, all month long. And uh Colt Canyon is a 2D pixel art shooter where players take on the role of a cowboy on a mission to save his kidnapped partner from ruthless bandits. Game number two on the Xbox Games with Gold list for December is Bladed Fury, which sounds like a 90s alternative rock band. Bladed Fury, that one will be available from December 16th to January 15th. And that is a 2018 game that's a 2D fantasy action game based on a slightly surreal version of Chinese history and mythology. We're looking at a clip of it now, if you're watching us on video. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that was it, by the way. That was the end of the list. <laughs> all. We were one game away from it being Xbox Game with Gold mm. for this month. Destin, um, it's... This, yeah. is, this is, it's not unusual and I'm, we're making a, you know, we're, we're po- poking fun at these games that don't really deserve it, but uh, it's not unusual for, for the more anonymous, lesser known games to be the games with gold during the, the big fall season when everybody's busy playing all the new releases. If you're going to do a games with gold
0: where you have games like Bladed Fury and Cold Canyon, which are highly rated on Steam, they have very positive reviews yeah. on Steam. So they're not bad games. We're not knocking the games why don't you just align with a developer and do something like summer of games with, with games with Gold, right? Like you're already partnering with people to do game pass. Uh, why not do something like that here? These games are four years old. They came out in 2018. So December of 2018. So they're celebrating well, one of them celebrating four years. Yeah, Cult canyons. Yeah. 2020 Canyon's two years, yeah, Col- t- Cult canyon's two years two. old. Yeah. Um, It's a great marketing push for the games but the reaction from the community is rather negative i feel like they need to revisit the entire games of gold
1: formula if if they're going to go this route miranda you you'd you'd started to jump in there as well
2: yeah i was going to say that these games do have like pretty good reviews so it's not that these again as destin was saying as ryan also was saying like these aren't bad games we're not knocking the games themselves but i think coming in with games that are rather unknown, and maybe not making as much of like a celebration of them, or whatever it may be, is really hard. And obviously, we've, we've talked at length about how games of gold is a sort of in an odd place at this point now, where we have game pass, what are they going to put that's not already on game pass? So that's a really hard question to ask or hard question to answer. And I think they're still figuring out where they want overlap or not. And I do agree with Dustin that I think they need to take a look at Games with Gold and refigure out something different. I-, I think they do still need to have some sort of program because it is definitely something that I think folks would still really appreciate because not everyone has Game Pass. But at the same time, it still needs to be games that people um, are excited about. Or I don't. I feel bad because it's like again, these games aren't bad. So they can be really cool. Maybe this is like a good idea of like, hey, try these games now. Sorry, they're free. just just, just go for it um or they're with your subscription so why not but i do think that something needs to be changed with this program
1: stella you know if, if hey if somebody's a gamer on a you know tight holiday budget cuz well, a lot of people are spending a lot of money buying gifts and things this time of year maybe you've maybe you know you don't have game pass but you do you know earlier in the year you paid for your mm-hmm. year of xbox live gold at least you know yeah. you do you you get two games to download and keep forever. That's always been one nice mm-hmm. thing about Games With Gold is they yeah. are yours forever. So at least, you know, no no Xbox gamer with, if you've got at least one subscription, whether it's Game Pass mm-hmm. or in this case game, uh, Xbox Live Gold, you are not walking away empty handed from, from the month.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's really nice. I remember when, um, you know, before I was working with again, I, I definitely had the uh, Games With Gold Package, but like after uh, Game Pass came out, I looked at the two deals and I was like, well, it seems like if I get everything with this premium um, subscription, I should just do that. So I was lucky enough that I was able to do that and, you know, get a bunch of games. But I feel like I I definitely agree with Dustin and Miranda that I think they need to figure something out with this particular um, thing because these are just two games for the month, which is a little bit disappointing, even if you have. Even if you're a gifted like the full year subscription, it's um it's not great, and I feel like they need to do something. Maybe like again, like Destin was like, oh, maybe do like a summer of games or like a event where you showcase all the things you can get. That'd be really nice. But um yeah, I, I guess there's just this delicate balance of figuring out what's on Game Pass and then what can be brought to Gold. So well,
0: let me let me yeah, ask like,
1: you all. Oh, go, go ahead, Destin, please.
0: Well, I was just going to say, like, why keep it to two? Why not make it, like Miranda said, a celebration of, like, five indie games that were, like, hey, we don't have bangers this week, but we have these amazing indie games and make it, like, an indie highlight and give away five of them instead of two. You know, I I think there's something that can be done here because... We all know that they didn't pay as much for these games as they would for other games, so they should have. They potentially could have stretched that budget a little bit further and brought and made like a celebration. I, I would really like that to see that, honestly.
1: Well, you know, yeah, I want to come back to Miranda's suggestion there because, you know, I, I think we've we've all commented repeatedly that over the last year plus at this point. The, the, we're not exactly getting a lot of big name games as part of games with gold. So Miranda to your point, what should this should games with gold maybe be rebranded as something that that is specifically indie focused and it's and it is highlighting and maybe merging your your thought with Destin's idea of turn it into a an indie celebration every month like hey, you'll get these four maybe you know kind of average it out like one a week like you'll get these four indie games this month free as as you're uh, not games with gold but whatever they would change the name of it to in order to you know because then you're you're elevating uh games that that are by default lower profile because they don't have multi-million dollar marketing budgets you're you'd have to make a financial arrangement obviously as you're noting destin with with the creators of those games where they would get some assurances that they're going to make some money and they're going to uh, you know they're going to get some recognition for their games. I Miranda, do you would that work for you? Do you think we should rebrand this as a as an indie centric thing if we come up with a good name for it?
2: I think that would be pretty cool. A, a cool way to discover new things for sure. I do like your idea as well to have it be like a weekly release so instead. I think that's a lot more enticing. It's like, hey, you get something new to try every single week if you have games of gold. And like, that's a cool, that's a cool idea. It's like, and then you get to keep it forever. Um, but I'm not sure how people would take that I'm actually really interested if you're listening or watching on YouTube, or wherever you're watching. Uh, definitely, like let us know what you think in the comments, because I think I'm more inclined to hear what our listeners think about that. I personally really enjoy digging through indie games and like finding a lot of new experiences. They're very unique. They're really cool. Of course, budgets and like, display of them are are around the very wide spectrum of like what they offer. And so I think it'd be a cool way to have someone else like digging and curating for you. But I don't know if that is necessarily enticing to people who do already play with um, Xbox Gold. Whereas, again, I like to to do that. But you know, there's already a lot to play. So
0: just just thinking on it, it just needs to be reformatted. It's an old yeah. idea. It's been around since what? The 360 era, Ryan? Yeah, it's been a while. Games with Gold? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Game Pass is basically the modernization of the idea. Um, you know, you charge a subscription fee and you get access to games. There's this holdover from the 360 era, and they just they haven't really done much with it. They haven't modernized it, they haven't changed it. There's like, here's your two free games, I guess, and it's like a perk of the service. PlayStation does something similar also. Like, I would be interested to hear from our commenters, like Miranda said, like, how would you like to see the service evolve? I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I definitely think it needs to change in some manner.
1: I mean, I think what what we're suggesting, or at least I guess I'm taking what you guys are saying and then twisting it for my uh, purposes, which is the same thing I always get on in my soapbox about. We're basically saying it needs... This is a way you could... You could kind of merge games with gold, with Xbox Live Arcade Wednesdays, mm. and and do it that way. Like, why not? Why not? Tell tell me it's a bad. Tell me why it's a bad idea. It, it would totally work.
0: There's an opportunity here that Xbox could harness. That's that's yeah. all I'm saying.
1: Exactly. All right. Uh, one more story for this week before we bring Jake Solomon in here to talk Marvel's Midnight Suns. Neo's developer, I know them as Ninja Gaiden's developer, Team Ninja, has responded to rumors that it's planning to reboot the Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden franchises, indicating that we probably won't see a revival anytime soon. Speaking to VGC, Team Ninja's creative director, Tom Lee, said that despite showing both franchises at a conference under the heading Reboot of a Popular Series, the studio has nothing to announce regarding either of these games. Quote, Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden are both long-standing pillar franchises for Team Ninja. These celebrated titles are synonymous with our studio history and reputation. It goes without saying that when speaking about the development of our past and future projects, both of these important titles cannot be left without mention. However, there are no details or information to share on either of these franchises at the present time. Like many of our dedicated fans, we share the enthusiasm for the return of these beloved titles, and we will be sure to provide a proper update if and when that day arrives. Stella, did you, uh, I know you were going to play Ninja Gaiden when yeah. it hit, went into Game Pass. Did you get there?
3: Not yet. I've been, there have been so many games on my backlog, but I do have it downloaded. So it's ready to go. That's
1: what you can get me yeah. for, for Christmas oh, is okay. you playing Ninja <laughs> Gaiden, because I think you're going to love it. I really okay.
3: do. I, I mean, I do love games that are challenging. So yes, I think I will like it, but, um, yeah, I, I got to play it, but I don't know. This seems like it's not. Um, I think they're being honest about, no, we're not working on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that was my takeaway as well. Destin. Uh, Look, Ryan, <laughs> yeah. I know you love Ninja Gaiden. I got Ninja Gaiden <laughs> Black in the closet. Keep working on wool Long. I want wool Long. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, that's that yeah. one's not too far away. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the not- that's obviously well, and that's they're I was gonna say they're busy to Stella's yeah. point, they're busy with Wo Long, even though that is coming soon. So theoretically, they could be freed up to <laughs> go back to Ninja Gaiden pretty soon. But they've got Wolong, Fallen Dynasty, and then uh, their other I believe it's a PlayStation exclusive, it was announced at State of Play, uh, Ronin, mm-hmm. which looked awesome to me. Uh, that's so. I don't know if Team Ninja is more than two teams. It oh, it used to be two teams back in the in the Dead or Alive Ninja Gaiden days. They would they would each you know there was a DOA team and a, and a Ninja Gaiden team. So I don't know if they have more teams than that now because uh, you've got to figure. I know Neo has been super successful for them. You'd have to figure that a Neo three is is a more likely than not scenario as well. Um, but yeah, Miranda, did you have you played either? Dead or Alive nope. or Ninja Gaiden at any point?
2: Nope, Just not games that I've really ch- checked out. Um, I agree, though. I think they're pretty they're pretty busy at the moment, and like maybe the fan excitement for that is like a good signal to them that hey, these are things we should probably consider as future projects. Yeah. But yeah, that's I think as much as it might be at this point.
1: I will hold out hope that it's going to happen. I mean, hey, we're getting the Splinter Cell remake in like five years. (laughs) So I will hold out hope that Ninja Gaiden will return. All right, uh, we're going to talk to Jake Solomon from Firaxis about Marvel's Midnight Suns here coming up in just a second. Our guest this week is the creative director of the about-to-come-out video game Marvel's Midnight Suns. Welcome to Jake Solomon. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm good.
4: It's surreal to hear that uh, the game is coming out. It's been a journey, but it's, yeah, it's great to be here.
1: Yeah, December 2nd. That would be this Friday. We're talking to you on Wednesday. Reviews dropped just a few hours ago as as we sit here to record this. And we were just saying, boy, thank goodness the reviews were good. Otherwise, because we had this book for a while. If the reviews were bad, this would have been a very strange, awkward conversation. Yes, I, I said that to the
4: PR guys. I was like, "Do we put Unlocked after the reviews? Like, I guess we, we were feeling confident, I guess, I guess. So, yeah, it is a review day. Um, as a designer as like a developer review day is the worst day it's they've been good to us but man it is the worst uh, the worst day I'm I, just happy to be on the other side of
1: it I like to ask all game developers this because they yep. different people have different thoughts and feelings on it are, are you somebody that reads your reviews or do you just prefer to stay away from them nope
4: no mm-hmm. I um i I see the headlines you know the team gets very excited about it and so they'll post it in slack and stuff like that um, I'll I like squint at the Metacritic score after a couple hours. Yeah. Um, And I'll be like, okay, that's the last five years of my life summed up. Okay, good, good, good. Um, Like, close it down. I don't (laughs) read the reviews. They drive me absolutely batty. So I I just read a headline and I'm like, is that generally positive? Okay. So um, I figure if I'm out of a job, they'll let me know pretty (laughs)
1: good. Was there, Um, there, I'm curious though, was there a game in your career that. That you were, where you did read reviews up until a point, and then, you know, you, or you just kind of realized that they made, they made you crazy no matter what they said and you swore them off. Yeah. I think,
4: so I'm, uh, I'm Midwestern, right? I, I grew up in Kansas city and I think just that is just in my bones. And so whether it's positive, it's funny, like negative stuff, I'm actually way more comfortable reading like hmm. comments. I'm immune to the negativity in the comments. I wow. Can I extract
1: your blood and, and can we, can we it, it, yeah, right. you know get some of that? Because <laughs> we're, we, yeah. I know we could all use that superpower of ignoring negative comments. <laughs> I think it's some internal system where i read them and i'm
4: like i know right he does talk very loud and he is annoying no um i don't know what it is but yeah the comments never bother me negative stuff never bothers me it's anything that's positive whatever reason it makes me very uncomfortable so i uh i have people sum up like hey these are the things they say you should change i'm like okay cool i'll do that
1: well, uh, you've yeah. Then you've probably felt really uncomfortable every time because your your track record. You've got a pretty impressive resume at this point, my friend, and this game is only adding to it. IGN giving this game an eight, calling it yes. great out of ten. Everybody should go read. And it's our reviewer on this is Dan Stapleton, who I think has reviewed every Firaxis game ever, basically, or at least in his career. Uh, but yes. uh, yeah, Everybody should check I was out Dan's sure. review. Yeah, I
4: wasn't sure if Dan was going to review this because um, I know he reviewed the XCOMs. He was a, He's a big XCOM guy, so I was like, I, you know, the question always was with players, would they be willing to come along for the ride because this is so different than yeah. XCom. You know, and so it's been gratifying to see that it, it seems like you know, definitely some of them are. So,
1: well, uh, I want to let let Stell and Destin get some questions in here too, but I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll leave you with this before I toss to them. I'm, you know, kind of on that note, like how creatively energizing was this game for you? Because I, I had to double check the timeline. You've basically spent the previous ten years before this working on. XCOM And between one and two, you know, they were, they were pretty, you know, healthy development cycles. Uh, So it's, it's been a, like a decade or so of your life on XCOM and now, you know, something totally different here. So was that uh, a really welcome change for you? Just, just for not, you know, nothing against XCOM, but just for a break.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. So it's a funny thing where I, you know, it sounds like a joke and it, it is kind of, but it's also true. Like I'm very much a, uh, like if I like something, I'll just do it forever. Like I've worked at for for 22 years. It's the only job I've ever had. I, it, wow. you know, I've been married for 22 years. Uh, my truck is like 14 years old at this <laughs> point. My wife's like, why don't you get a new truck? I'm like, I like my truck. I don't know. So It's very much my person. I loved XCOM. If Marvel hadn't come to us and said, hey, we would like you to partner with us on the next game, I'd be, you know, making another XCOM.
1: Although, that's probably going to make people mad. You know, there's there's
4: probably (laughs) some people out there being like, I wanted another XCOM,
1: but what can you do? Well, something tells me you'll get back to it at some point. I can't imagine... At uh, some point. Yeah, at some point. Stella?
3: Yeah, so you are the creative director, and after working on XCOM, I was going to ask, what was your biggest challenge but most exciting thing that... Uh, you changed going from XCOM to making this. Like, what was the most exciting yet challenging aspect of creating a game that was based around superheroes?
4: I mean, it was... I think it was the narrative, for sure. I think that, you know, XCOM, we we always had a narrative that was... uh, It existed, it was there, it it pushed the gameplay along, but um, it never dealt with fixed characters, generally. Um, And so, you know, it was pretty light. But to really do... um, honor to making a game of the Marvel the universe, you know, we knew that we would have to have a much deeper narrative, a much more fully featured from cinematics to in game narrative. Um, and so that was really exciting. Um, I've always wanted to, um, make a game with, with more narrative to it. Um, but, um, that was also really, really challenging. I mean, we had, it, it took, it was a big learning curve for us. So, um, but it was great. It was, it was ultimately ended up being um, one of my favorite parts of the game.
3: Yeah, was there a lot of research that went into the different heroes' backgrounds and such?
4: Okay, so I am, I am like people be like, oh, I like Marvel. Like I am hardcore, and what this Ooh. has taught me, <laughs> very very hardcore comics guy. So I'm, I've I've been reading the comics, um, and it was great because my partnership with Marvel comes out of that. Where and I've got a lot of people on my team who are hardcore comics people. Um, And so the partnership with Marvel is great because from our first meeting, I was like, I was going deep on them. I was like, I want to, we want to talk about this panel from episode whatever. And they were like, I think even they were like, all right, calm down, buddy. Take it it easy. Um, So yeah, but we, of course, we research the heroes. You want to make sure that they are, their abilities are appropriate to who they are, but also at the same time, make sure they're all doing something different in combat. Um, So, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, research, but that's, like, my favorite kind of research is reading comics, so.
3: Yeah, okay, so then is there any Easter egg from a specific panel that you got to incorporate into the game that other hardcore comic fans might be able to point out?
4: Okay, yeah, all right, I'll, I don't think I've said this before. Ah! Uh, There is... (laughs) There is – this is going to be a hard Easter egg to find. Um, there's an Easter – we just revealed the Hulk as our, our 13th playable character yesterday. There's an Easter egg with the Hulk. If you guys use his Smash ability, just keep an eye out for for um, mm. that ability. Keep an eye on that. I'll also say that we even have a Howard the Duck Easter egg wow. in there. Wow. <laughs> uh, cut. So, yes. And he had he fought an enemy called Dr. Bong. And so, if somebody can find that Easter egg, I'm going to be so impressed. But I made sure that they put that thing in because I always liked Howard the Duck. So,
3: that's awesome.
1: Nice. That movie weirded me out as a kid. I really?
3: remember seeing. it. Oh, <laughs> was, didn't
1: it? it, it, it yeah, was, it, like it actually. I remember it gave me nightmares, and I don't remember like yeah. the specific scene or reason, mm-hmm. but I just remember seeing that movie when I was probably seven or eight and being like really freaked out by it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, there there were some weird ones at that at that time. Yeah, I remember how the duck as well being like a little bit terrifying. Destined. Dan,
0: yeah, Dan was caught off guard by the length of the game. Uh how long do you think it will take most people to get through it? And then when they're done, what's the replayability aspect of Midnight Suns?
4: Uh okay, so that's a good question. And and this was hard for me to answer. So I play um it was really funny. Somebody asked me uh, in an interview the other day. They were like, are you, are you waiting for the game to come out before you play it? And I was like, w-? I said, what? I said, uh, uh, for the last two years, I'm waiting for the game to come out so I can stop.
1: And I'm like, yeah. I've been playing this That's game. all
4: I'm done. For two years, I was like, I don't know what you think I do. But, uh, no, what I do is I, I start the game from the beginning. I play all the way through. And then I start over from the beginning and I play all the way through. Um, so, to me it was hard for me to time because I'd stop. And so I, I always guessed like, well, I think it's like 50 hours, 60 hours. But from what the, a lot of the reviewers are saying, it's like 70 hours, 80 hours. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty long game if you engage with all the optional side content. Um, and then yeah, after you beat it, here's the thing. There are 13 heroes in the game and you can really only focus your efforts um, in terms of building friendships with them on really building up their um, combat abilities. It's probably only five or six you can focus on, so you can go back, play, um, focus your efforts on other heroes to become good friends with them and and maximize their um, abilities in combat. We have a new game plus mode where some of your friendships carry over, so then you can keep your friends from the first playthrough, and you'll have the other heroes that you unlock throughout the game: Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Wolverine, and they'll start from the beginning of the game with you. So, um, yeah, there's a it's a. Uh, I think it is a really replayable game. I save it as the guy who's played start to finish more than anybody. Now I'm biased, okay, but I have played it start to finish more than anybody in the world at this point, at least of this day. So,
1: I well, maybe your uh, QA testers might have something to say about that, right? They might. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're
4: right. Actually, shout out, shout out QA. All right, shout out QA. I apologize. You know what? They never get the, They never get enough respect for it because they don't just have to play it. They have to play it and not have fun with it. They right. They got a hammer on it. On, yeah. Yeah, they got a hammer on it. So I yeah, shout out to the QA for that. You you brought up uh, criticism earlier. One of the things
0: I saw online everywhere, a lot of people were like, Cards? Oh man. Uh so like yeah. like did you ever have a different system in place or like how did you end up playing against yes. cards at the end
4: of the day? First of all, who knew that cards would be a polarizing uh, <laughs> addition to a game? Yeah. I did. Uh, we were taken totally by surprise by it. You no, know, um, when I told the team, when I was like, ah, I really wanted to try cards, and so when I told the team, even internally, the reaction was like, "What?" Um, <laughs> so, but we're always in pursuit of. It just what we knew it was the right design, and so we're always in, we always let that lead us. Is like we just got to make the best game we can, and we just are maybe naively, but it's always steered us true. If we do that, everything else will kind of shake out of that. Um, but yeah, I think that we started the game thinking we were going to make a Marvel XCOM, right? Just, uh, make a version of the XCOM game, drop superheroes in, but you know, the fantasy of being a soldier, a tactical soldier, taking cover and moving stealthily and fighting a superior enemy. Like that was very different than, Hey, I'm captain Marvel and I can nuke an entire platoon of Hydra soldiers. So we uh, very quickly on, and it wasn't, Look, this was not a good realization. This wasn't a fun realization when like a couple months in, we were like, oh God, we we're like, "This none of this works. We have to make a new game. So um, yeah, so, and it took maybe a year or so before we landed on cards as the as the basic mechanic. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I knew that one was gonna be uh, an interesting um, selling point with people.
1: Can you go back to the relationship aspect, Jay? Because I, I think- I think that's the thing that's going to catch a lot of people off guard is just how much relationship building and relationship management there is in this game. Uh, Like you're you can, you know, become buddies with Tony Stark if you want to. And that's like that's something I'm not sure anybody's expecting out of this game. And so, like, how, how did all that evolve and what was was there a lot of sort of push and pull with Marvel about? you know, about that aspect of the game and, and what's sort of inbounds, not romantically, obviously, because, uh, you know, yeah. our reviewer, Dan Stapleton says it's, you know, it's not a romantic kind of relationship game, but, right. but there's, you know, th- I would have to imagine that there are approvals and, and, you know, yep. and you're trying to, you've got a game you want to do, but they've got a brand to protect and, and that they, yes. you know, they want to be careful about. So how, how was yeah. that aspect of the Marvel relationship for you?
4: Um, And and I've said this before, it's the utter truth, like Marvel games, they are, even for, you know, owning and um, uh, steering the most powerful narrative IP in the world, they are like the best partners I could ever imagine. Like they were, they were always game. I'll give them credit for that. I would say, hey, we want to do this. And they'd say, Okay. They're like that sounds cool. Can you walk us through? Uh, and I'd be like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they really were—they were really game for all these things because their their philosophy is like, we want to partner with developers whose games we like, and we want to let them do what they do. Um, so yeah, but when it came to the relationships, there were a few things because the idea of romance—it doesn't fit because these characters are so fixed. Their backstories are so fixed. Their personalities and. I think romance is is best done when it's directed by the player and the player should be able to romance whoever they want. And, you know, and I, I, you know, and so it doesn't make sense with fixed characters. Um, so I will say what you think is happening in your head, nobody can tell you no. Okay. <laughs> so if you play the game and you say, I don't know, I think something else is going on here. I'm not saying it isn't. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I remember one time, there's all these things you can do with the heroes at the Abbey. As you're building friendship, you can go on hangouts with them. Um, and you, you pick a hangout you think the hero would like. Um, but you can also pick hangouts that aren't appropriate for a hero. And I remember Marvel was like, specifically, this is a specific case. And they were like, we, we understand what you're trying to do here. And they, they know it's a game, right? That's the great thing about them. They're like, games are different than movies, than comics, and everything. They're like, however, the fact that you can take, um, you can have Wolverine go painting the landscape with you. They're like, that's very, very out of character. And I was like, I know you won't get any friendship points for it. And they're like, yeah, 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 I know. But you still have Wolverine like painting the landscape. They're like, it's just really, really out of character. And I'm like, I know players definitely shouldn't do that. So that was a back and forth we had. And finally they were like, okay, okay. Um. But, um, uh, like, uh, you can hang out by the pool. That was way more in character with everybody. Um, so, yeah, if people, if you have ever want to see superheroes hanging out at the pool, then this is the game for you. We, we got a
0: note from PR. Sorry, it's very uh, off topic from where you were just yep. now. But uh, they were like, don't play on your Steam Deck. It's not certified there. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, I was playing on Steam Deck, and it <laughs> runs pretty good. So, are, oh, okay, are you, good, good. Are you actually working to improve that version of the game and get it running smoothly? Yep,
4: yep, Yep. working to get the um, Steam Deck validated. But there's just there's like a few issues, so we didn't want people um, reviewing on it. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something we're working on. It's getting it validated on Steam Deck because you know tactical games, Steam Deck, that's pretty good, pretty good.
1: Yeah. What's uh Jake uh, I'll, I'll just a couple more here for you we'll let you go. I, yeah. I'm curious like what's you know this you, you were telling me before we recorded that this was a 5 year deal for you. You know yeah. this was this was a big chunk of your life. So here at the end of the road as the game is now finally shipping and is out on Friday for of course Xbox uh, but also PC and PlayStation. What uh, what's like? What's your ultimate favorite aspect of the game now? Now that you can kind of look back, you've played it over and over a billion times. Like, what's what's the thing that you're happiest with? That you're you're most proud of? That that's like the standout piece of this game for you?
4: Um, there's there's a a more, I think from a design standpoint, what I really love is the fact that we were able to make a tactics game that's new we, we feel like we've made something new and so it's just an, it's reassuring i think as a developer um it was very scary to say well we we did xcom and that was was great and people loved it and we loved it and then we had this really scary moment um when we realized oh we can't use all these tools that we have in our toolbox we we have to throw them all away and that's not a fun feeling Um, so to think that people are really raving about the combat, um, that is so satisfying to think, okay, we built another thing from scratch. That's really, um, I think the team deserves all the credit for that. Um, and I've got a silly one, but it really is a personal, I have a few, everybody knows when they work with me, I have like a few pet projects. I already mentioned the pool, like... I grew up, I'm an X-Men guy. So I grew up reading the X-Men. They were always hanging out by the pool. And I was like, dude, if I looked like Blade, I'd be in a bathing suit at the most inappropriate times. So I'd be like, oops, I'm sorry, guys. Did I just step out of the shower again? Like, So I'm like, we have to have a pool for people to hang out. Um, so people always knew that was never on the cut list. Was the pool. Um, another, another feature that I really, really liked was, so there's, uh, after every mission, the game generates a comic book cover for you. And it's this really cool-looking comic book cover. It takes the heroes that were on the mission, and it generates this cover with graphics and and text and everything, and it's like random text. Um, But that's a 3D scene that you can then say, let me edit that thing. You could go in, you can adjust the heroes, you can add heroes, you can add villains, you can adjust everybody's expressions. And that's one of those things that I just love seeing what players, when they get their hands on it, like all the crazy, you know, some of them probably inappropriate, but mostly fun, like, funny, um, awesome comic book covers. I'm, I'm just so excited to see what people do with it.
1: See, we're, you got to get the, the Marvel merchandise machine to m- allow know. you to export and yeah. make real-life versions <laughs> of those that you can, you know, print out or, you know, have, have made and put up on your wall. That'd be cool. Do,
4: do you know... You're, you're a brilliant, brilliant man, because, you know, that was actually how I pitched that feature when we were, like, five years ago. I was like, and then we're going to make, we're going to put them on coffee cups. We're going to, you know, whatever it is. We didn't quite get there, but I always thought that would be cool if, if like, you could get an omnibus of, like, all of your comic book oh, covers, so cool. you know, as you went through the game. Yeah. Now you'll just have to print them out yourself. But, yes, that would be cool.
1: All right. Uh, the last question, the most important question of the interview, December mm-hmm. 2nd. you You've So you're, you're done. You've shipped this video game. Yeah. Are you getting a proper holiday break, you and the team here? You And and uh, are you going to go yes. somewhere where there's no internet, just somewhere like totally shut down and escape somewhere? What's what's the plan for you for uh, the time off that you get now?
4: Yeah, a lot of the team today, they took a bus up to Times Square because we've got this, like, amazing 3D... Uh, 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 have you ever seen
1: those 3D Yeah, the, ads? the thing in the corner, right? Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, so...
4: There's a Midnight Suns one in Times Square. So a lot of the team took buses up to uh, to go to Times Square today to see that. Um, everybody gets to relax. Um, and then once they get back from that trip, I'm going to come out the parking lot and scream at them. The DLC is coming out. And what <laughs> the heck do they think? They- no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No. Um, my beloved team, they've, they've earned it. They deserve it. Everybody's going to get a good Christmas break. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not happy unless I'm working. But, yes, I'm taking off through christmas so i can spend time with my um my family too and oh yeah yeah, there there it is is. our Um, super producer red yeah there's that Times square (laughs) that is cool yep yep so the team's up there right now they're up up in Times square right now taking a look at that we we have our launch party on friday and and hopefully i really really hope my team just takes off the rest of the year and and comes back and
1: you know gets ready for something else whatever's next (laughs) Jake Solomon, creative director, Marvel's Midnight Suns. The game is getting rave reviews across the board, including from IGN. It is out on Friday. That's this Friday, December 2nd, on your Xbox Series X, Series S, Xbox One PC, or PlayStation platforms as well. Jake, thank you so much for making the time and congratulations on another gem. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Jake. Always good to see him. Every uh, he's, he's like you know it's, he's, he's like a delayed Groundhog Day with him. You only see him like every four or five years when he because you know their their games for Axis they take their time but they always deliver as they seemingly have again with Midnight Suns. All right, let's do Unlock Block trivia. It's getting really down yeah. to the wire now <laughs> on Unlock Block trivia. I'm just gonna double check the scoring, see where we left off. Miranda holding a slim lead. With ten points, Stella at nine. Destin, I would, I would have to say, you won't. I don't think you'll be literally eliminated if you don't. How have, dare you get <laughs> get it correct today? But you, you've gotta, you've gotta stay in the game uh, today because you're at eight points. So you're you're too off the the leader here. Uh, so right. uh, our, let's see here. Yeah, this was a good one from Michael in Los Angeles. His gamer tag is. Baseball FRK89, of course, baseball freak, meaning that Michael and I would get along just fine. Uh, as I'm a baseball freak as well. So thank you, Michael. And he asks, which of these third-party developed games has been continually on Game Pass for the longest amount of time? In other words, it didn't go off of Game Pass and come back like it has been on Game Pass for a long amount of consecutive time is it costume quest Two, which I realize is now a first party, but it wasn't originally. So just to clarify that point, mass effect, double dragon neon or city skylines. So I will go to our leader Miranda first for her answer on this.
2: This is a really good question. This is good. He stumped me
1: too, by the way, I would not have gotten this.
2: This is a guess from me. I'm going to do D-City Skylines.
1: Okay. Stella, we, we come <sighs> over to you here. That was
2: my answer too, but okay.
3: So you said that I can't have left Game Pass?
1: Okay, and, and I'm not saying it's still on there
3: now. It's just
1: th- the th- longest. W- what's been on there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Because I'm looking at Mass Effect, but I don't think Game Pass was always with EA. Because they had that EA Play thing with it. So... <sighs> I don't want this to be one of those things where the second answer kills me because that was the right answer.
1: That's happened to you a lot this year.
3: I (laughs) know, I know, and I'm trying to read you to see if there's any like key. I'm a good host. You can't. It's It's nothing. Um, I'm gonna stick with city skylines because I feel like I've seen that a lot.
1: So you're it's it's a this is bold strategy because if if you're right, you don't gain any ground on Miranda. I know, but of course. If she was right, and then you went yeah. somewhere else, you'd lose ground and <laughs> almost be eliminated. So stop all right.
3: psychologically hey, twisting my brain. This is the fun part of the, this. Is why <laughs> oh.
1: this is why we do this. It's just for me to psychologically torture all of you
3: yeah, yeah, every week great.
1: for a year, uh, year after year. It's fun. Destin, that leaves you. All right. So
0: <laughs> I am ninety nine percent sure it's mass effect, but the continuity is what I'm worried about. Because I played Mass Effect on Game Pass, like, through the whole game. So, on the Xbox One. And I streamed it. So, I'm going to go with Mass Effect. Okay. But it might have left. So, I'm a little concerned about that part. Anyway.
1: All right. So, we have two city skylines and a Mass Effect. I feel like I'm going to regret this. And, uh, again, I told you... I didn't get this either when, when Michael sent this in. And uh, yeah, he's stumped all four of us because none of you got it. Oh. None of us got it. It was it Double Dragon fast. Neon. Double Dragon Neon's never left Game Pass. What? It's been on there since guess. the beginning. And it's never left. That came out like what a year ago. <laughs> Double Dragon Neon is a... I, if I remember correctly, this is a not very good sort of reimagining of Double Dragon. <laughs> but I'd have to go back. So now, all right, now I gotta go look it up because oh, I don't want to be... Oh,
3: there it is. Okay, <laughs> in Interesting. Yeah, it's
1: not good,
3: uh, right? Is it, yeah, because there have
1: been good. We gave it a three. The, yeah,
0: oh. as a as a seven on Steam and open Credit it has an eighty-one. So some people like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came out two thousand twelve.
1: IGN um, gave how? it a three out of ten. <laughs> That's why I yeah. remembered it being not good because huh. whoever reviewed it. I think
0: it, Mitchell played it for us, and he was like, "Oh no."
1: And I mean, Mitchell <laughs> knows
0: these games yeah. better than anybody like, I know. So. It was when, like they were doing Ninja Turtles but they did it all weird. <laughs> not in the same company, but like remember Ooh. Turtles in Time was remade but they did like this an art style like this. Yeah. And then recently we got the much better uh version of Ninja Turtles wow, this, where they just ported and, those games.
1: And this was developed by Way Forward whose track record is overall really good. So, <laughs> well, we we I, we did not agree. Uh, IGN as a collective outlet did not agree. Uh, with this one, but in any case, everybody stumped, Ugh. which means the can gets kicked down the road for another week. <laughs> um,
3: it was the best outcome, Yay. honestly. Well, I
1: think. Are you? The question is: How are? Can there even? Is there even going to be a trivia next week? How can all three no. of you play if I'm if, not here? If we oh. have
3: someone, if you put a the question then? in and we have the guest.
2: Ask it to <laughs> us. Oh, <yeah. laughs> we
1: yeah. can talk so. about it off air. We can figure it out. Dang yeah. it! Um, so but my-
2: also, if we have a guest, so right, yeah. <laughs>
1: Michael from Los Angeles, thank you very much for that excellent <sighs> Xbox trivia question. <laughs> Unlock block trivia. If you have a good Xbox trivia question, I would love to get it via email unlocked at ign.com is the email address to send it to note the question for multiple choice answers. Note the correct answer in your email. Don't forget your name and gamer tag. And you may be featured here as one of the last questions that will decide the championship for this year. And with that, uh, it is time to head out. This has been Unlocked 572. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Atomic Heart is our IGN first game, our sort of cover story, if you will. Thinking back to the old magazine days, we've got exclusive coverage of Atomic Heart, which is looking awesome. I have played about an hour of that game and I am no less excited for it. I'm only more excited now that I've actually played it. So check out that coverage. And Miranda, how about you? Want to give any plugs to anything you're up to?
2: Yeah, sure. You can find me at Havoc Grows, and that's Havoc with a K on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Hive. I actually like posting on Hive a fair bit. Um, Right now, it's big guide season. We're just really heads down in a lot of projects, so please check out our guides. We work really hard on them, and we hope you find them helpful.
1: Excellent.
0: Destin? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at YouTube.com slash channel, where I'm reading a 111-page legal document right now. It is quite long. It's Microsoft's response to the CMA. Uh, very interesting read. They make some good points. Um, and uh, cookies, bakery.com. Hopefully some of you got in on the November sale we did. Thank you to everybody who ordered. And uh, yeah, that's it. happy and holidays also. Excellent. Coming up. Stella, take us home.
3: Yeah, um, I am at Parallax Stella everywhere. i um, currently playing through God of War Ragnarok, but I'm also doing the review for Warzone 2, which should be out next Monday. So, yeah.
1: Fantastic. For Stella, Destin, Miranda, and our super producer, Red, I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked 572, and we'll see you guys next week.